Welcome back to another Careful Boys, where we are very careful boys today. Okay, so this question actually came to me and Nikki's podcast that they don't tell you a while ago. Like I want to say like a year and a half ago. But it's something that I think about quite often because it came from uh, one of our, our one of our listeners was, I believe it was uh, female to male trans. And they were asking me, they're like, hey, Steve, so like, you know, I'm you know, transitioning right now and I wanted to, like, I'm younger, so I just wanted to have some thoughts. Like, you're one of the only people that I listen to and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, but... <laughs> they're like, no, I'm curious about, like, for, for you, what it means to be a man. Like, so as I, like, make this transition, it's something that I've already felt like I am already, but I'm, I'm, I'm also getting older and I want to know what you've, like, for, for you, what it is to be a man. And I'm like, damn. That's the fucking deepest question I think I've ever been asked. Who's the most masculine person in this room? Well, what did you say to, to the, this person, first off? I went like this, Stress. and then I said, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and like, hey, did you ask if that's on Patreon? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, honestly, I just said, to me, being a man was always about, like, from, from growing up, same shit, looking at examples, like watching my dad, watching my grandfather, it's like when somebody says they're gonna do something, you fucking do it. And I don't know if that, that's, I'm not saying that's exclusive to men or whatever. It's just to me, that was always like big for like watching, like, especially when, you know, maybe it's a stupid man thing that we do, but there is something that we do where we like emboss the font while we say something. And it's like, hey, when you say you're gonna fucking do something, you yeah. do it. That's what it's. That, that sounds that's very embossed. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to. Yeah. By the way, you don't have to preface it like that. You yeah. could just do it. But for some reason, I I had it branded. Yeah, like your way. word is like your, your bond. Yeah. 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 You got to raise an eyebrow and you got to give a very stern handshake. Yeah. Well, yeah. Words. On these terms. But enough about what I think about it. What do you, I'm curious about what you guys think. That's definitely hard if um if you're not born into a family with a dad that's kind of showing you the ropes. I think that's a lot of- It usually does come from like father figure types. That's a lot of the first initial like how to be a man, like literal, where that comes from. But I think every man literally is just a product of their peers and the qualities they like in other people, men or women. So if there's things that you admire about someone else and you want to adopt that, it's genderless really, you know? I could end up being more I guess like feminine to what a man thinks just because there were qualities I liked in feminine men or in, you know, other women. It doesn't really matter. What do you think society deems what a man is? Um, you'd have to go to Disney for that. <laughs> <laughs> and depends on like, which circle of society you hang out in. Yeah, or which true. commercial you're well, watching. Just yeah. a narrative that you've been hearing lately about what a man is. That were toxic, probably. The stereotype? Well, in the fifties, in the fifties, it's like smacking a woman in the face to put her in the place. <laughs> oh, bars, <laughs> right? right. It's kind of rapid, bro. Yeah, bars well, today. Today is bothering your son all fucking day. Keep texting him. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a personal connection? Personal, yeah. <laughs> that's what it takes. That's what it takes, huh? That's what it fucking takes, huh? Bug the shit out of your son all day. <laughs> one of the one of the strongest things societally is is uh, keep your problems to yourself and just deal with it. Yeah, like, figure it out. Buck yes. up and and uh, you know. Do the Tough thing. It out. Yeah, just do the thing. Which is like the thing that we're not supposed to tell people to do nowadays. Like, Anymore, right? yeah. Yeah. So that's ironic. Is but it was how I was brought up. So it's like it's tough. Totally. It's not. It's not. Totally. It's just a reflex. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It's a reflex. Yeah. It's weird. I think um, I was uh, maybe because I also grew up with a sister. Uh, anytime something needed to be physically done, 
it was like important for the boy to do it. Mm. Literally, my parents be like, "Boy, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean?" It's yeah. like whether it's picking some groceries from the car and bringing them in the house. I didn't have the chance to be like, "What about her?" You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. you're the boy, go. Like opening up pickle jars. Exactly, yeah. sure. Like okay. whatever it is, if it took some sort of like I extra physical thing or whatever. <laughs> Um, you don't want the pickle bad enough. But also maybe extreme. <laughs> Why do you buy the pickles? Why? Do you... <laughs> I really want some. <laughs> That's so true. They do shake like that. And then, and then I'm like, where's a man when I need one? <laughs> Dude, why do bitches love pickles so much if they can't even get them themselves? Right, right. The shape. Right. Oh. oh. It's something ingrained oh, in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say, I think those, <laughs> those little things as a kid, uh, subconsciously teach you that thing as an adult too uh that, that transcends into places like um if there is a, a a tense situation or like maybe the idea of like an aggressor and you know it's like you and your spouse or your family or whatever it's like as the man also you got to kind of be the first and last line of defense you know what i mean so i feel like yeah. that was something that i was ingrained as well I don't think my dad ever like said verbiage wise like you have to do this but I think just through like the way that you get brought up you know that that's your role and responsibility it is weird right when there's a noise in the night it's like that's on me dude yeah yeah, yeah. I'm still yeah. scared but it's my job yeah. I'm scared shitless I'm honestly pancaking my, my pants right now yeah. like I just bisquick my fucking shorts <laughs> <laughs> But what am I gonna do? Yeah, you gotta go do it. Being a man doesn't mean you don't get to be afraid. It just means you still gotta go yeah, do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Push it down. Still gotta yeah. do it. Push it down, get the job done, yeah. and that's it. What up, guys? This episode is brought to you by Audible. I'm a big, big fan of Audible because I love being efficient with my time. So every single time I'm driving from Vegas, back to LA or LA back to Vegas, my go-to thing is pulling up my Audible app. And what's awesome about it is you can even listen to books or podcasts or original shows offline. Cause you know, sometimes when you're traveling, you don't always have Wi-Fi. And right now, a book that I really, really love is called Scar and Stripes by Tim Kennedy, my good friend. And he just documents like his whole upbringing from him being a kid growing up in like the NorCal area all the way to him going to Afghanistan to help rescue people during the entire like Afghanistan fiasco. It's really cool because um, not only does he share all these experiences and makes you feel very grateful to be an American, but also uh, one of my favorite things about audiobooks is that a lot of times the author is the one that's narrating it or reading it. So you get way more from the book because you get emotion and a lot of the other things rather than just hearing your own voice. And that's the book that I'm reading right now. And if you guys want any type of audio entertainment, go check out Audible because that's literally what they're all about. Your one-stop shops because they got Audible Originals, they got podcasts, they have books obviously. And like I was saying, you can check out one new title every single month so it'll keep you entertained. So let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. Because new members can try for free for 30 days. Just go to audible.com slash off the record, or just text off the record to 500-500. That's audible.com slash off the record, or text off the record to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Audible.com slash off the record. What's your, what's your take on this? Like, like, like to bring you in and honestly very curious about what you think of. Yeah, like what you think a, a man is supposed well, to Well, I, I grew up with um, a, a brother and a dad and I leaned more in, in that realm. So um, 
I would say uh, typically it's to be a, a provider, a protector, um, a leader of sorts. Um, I think that's just kind of like the foundation of what people are typically brought up in as what a man should be or wants to be. Um, but I can't speak for men. I'm a woman. Let's talk to you about laughing. Oh, very brave. How do you feel about dudes that talk about their feelings all day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were say, how do you feel about dudes that talk about women on behalf of women? <laughs> oh, we do it all the time. Yeah, that's fine. But that's we fine. do applause for that too. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, all day? <laughs> that's the right answer. All day? Or is it, is it just pockets? Embossment. All day. Perfect embossing. Just fucking spewing these fucking emotions all day. What do you think right. about that? What do you think about guys who are criers? Is that is that allowed to you? I mean, give me the context. What are you crying about? Dick Vermeil after an Eagles game, and he's like, "We we just did that. What it takes out there." Have you cried out of, of on a football game? Like, have, has a, a game made you cry? Honestly, no. But I wish I was that intense. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I really do. Have you ever cried in any football scenario? Yeah, not even after finishing Remember the Titans? <laughs> no. Well, sure. Oh, Watch a movie. Yeah. I've cry. cried in like That'll MMA and fight scenarios. Really? Whoa. So uh, and, In so, MMA? So Anderson Silva, who was like the, considered widely by a GOAT by many, when he was fighting Izzy, which is an up-and-coming star at the time, but very similar style, like he's like trendsetting and doing all kinds of crazy shit. When Izzy, and Anderson Silva is his idol. So it's almost like a passing of the torch, like he has to beat him. When he beat him, and when they hugged, and then Izzy was crying because he doesn't want to beat his idol, but he has to beat his idol. When Anderson Silva uh, t uh, whispered in his ear, like, you're the next one. I was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> did you cry at ADCC a little bit? You said you teared up at ADCC? I think I did. Well, what was the moment? You're kind of a bitch. I know, man. Oh, it's so a sentimental shit. ADCC is the Abu Dhabi combat. Combat. I'm the all one that's day. cried all day. Cried because of AOC. <laughs> AOC. <laughs> no, ADCC is the Abu Dhabi combat uh, champion or combat club. It's the Olympics of grappling sports, and it was in uh, Vegas, so I had to go. And there was a so there's a guy named Cyborg, and he looks like a fucking tank freak of nature, and he just looks like he'll kill people. He's a legend, but he's also like mid 40s, so I think he's like at the end of his career. When he um, when he lost in the first round, and then he stood up, like the entire stadium got up, like because he was just witnessing a legend. Like, but you can tell that the sport has evolved past him. So it's like he was a monster of his day. It's like almost like seeing Mike Tyson getting beat the first time. And but everyone was so like gracious to see like we've witnessed your career. So the entire stadium like stood up, and everyone gave him a standing ovation, even though he lost. Oh my God. <laughs> That's being a man, dude. That's being a man. You actually just reminded me. I did cry during a football thing when Peyton Manning got released from the Colts and he gave a speech and he's like, "I will always be a Colt." I was oh. like, "God damn!" <laughs> God damn! It got me good. God damn! Yeah. Do, do these stories sound weird to you? Are you like, "Why the fuck are you crying?" This is not cryworthy. I think to, to each their own. If it if it matters to you and it's it's that emotional, then cry all day about it. She's judging, you. <laughs> She's judging you hard. I also cried during the blind side. I was like, oh my god, white people were so great. 
great, are we? Are we great? I turn to the guy next to me, we're great, huh? Last time you cried, Anthony, why? To be a man. Man, oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're asking the wrong dude. But thank you for, for circling back to me, Colleen. Yeah, you're welcome. I just felt like, you know, you, you would have a good answer. You know, I don't have a really good answer, honestly. Uh, because... That's such a loaded question. Is there perhaps a beacon of manhood to you for you or no? Man. In a way, yes, but also no. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll say yes. But sometimes I, I battle with it too because growing up, like my dad was in my life, but he wasn't always kind of like off to the side, you know? Like he was always kind of like doing his own thing. So I think I was mostly influenced by my sisters growing up, because I was the youngest and I had two older sisters. They were like six and seven years above me and my mom. So for me, like earlier in my life, I felt like I related more with women all the time anyway. It wasn't until I started training and like trying to fight and compete that I was like finding myself in rooms full of men, you know? So, and with all the guys I trained with, I did find little aspects like what Ryan talked about where Oh, I really admire this thing about this guy. I really admire this thing about this dude. And I would take bits and pieces from everybody. And they're all different walks of life, all kinds of guys, different professions. But I would always just kind of be like a sponge and just try to soak up what these guys had to say about like, it maybe wasn't directly about like being a man or anything like that. But it was just things that you observe of how their character is, how they treat other people, how they act in the grand scheme of uh, women, children, and everybody else. So. I think in a lot of ways I, I do agree a lot with what Ryan said about how it's like what you admire, what you think is maybe within your moral compass or what is right or wrong and you kind of just take what you think you admire and then you move on with that. So I think that summed it up the most for me. To have a strong philosophy, a personal philosophy, a moral code. Yeah, because then man or, man or woman, like, yeah, there's differences, of course, but I don't think they're that different from each other, right? Like, I think I mean, it, I, I still can't open up a pickle jar. So. I know, and that's a problem, right? That's a problem, and I have a grip strength, pro, a grip strength training program that right. we'll have, and okay, we I'll can make there. that, yeah, but we'll it's make only it work. For men, it's only for men, oh, okay, so we'll make some modifications. But it's that Lionheart Jiu Jitsu, so, like, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't. I even think about that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think it's a combination. Well, what about chivalry? I believe in it. Yeah, I believe in it too. Yeah, I, I get the door for Nikki. Dude, that bitch will fucking scream, be screaming. Fucking <laughs> bitch. <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll be somewhere. Chivalry. She's taking my fucking head off about something. I mean, this was years ago. I, I do have a particular memory of this. She's taking my fucking head off about something. And then, like, she still, like, goes to the door and I still open the door and fucking let, we'll let her in and I fucking close the door, you know? <laughs> like, because to me, that's just what it's all about. It's about respect. That's what it's about. It's not because girls can't get doors. Yeah. I don't know what that's about with social media these days. But mm. I'm a, I can get the door. It's like, yeah, we all know you can open a fucking right. door. Right, just say thank you. Yeah, well, you don't even have get to say thank car. you. It's like, yeah. that. you should expect this. For, to me, you should expect this. Like, it's just Absolutely. like, it's just a thing. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, you get the door, doors are dirty, you're right. being polite. Like, yeah, that's it. Guys do it for other guys, too. Yeah. No I hold the door open for everybody. And if, you know, they don't say thank you, I say fuck. You close yeah. the door and you say I, walk. I think, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I just don't do it for handicapped people because I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have even been in here. Yeah. <laughs> they take too long to get to the door. So mean. Use the button. I'm sorry, don't you have your own door? You have your own little door, don't you? 